Hi, and thanks for joining us today. Uh, really pleased to have John Waters, founder of Eyesight Partners, uh, former CEO and now uh, leader at the uh, in the FireEye organization, uh, join us to talk a little bit about his views on cybersecurity and uh, the upcoming Cyber Defense Live Summit that is being held and hosted by FireEye uh, in the UK. Uh, John, thanks for taking the time out with us today. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so, John, uh, you know, just ask a, a couple questions here, pick your brain a little bit. Um, I want to start with just your view on, on what you think that the biggest problems, biggest trials facing people responsible for cyber defense inside an organization, whether, whether public or private, uh, may be today. Uh, sure, Steve. Yeah, there's really uh, just several. Let me just focus on a couple. I mean, one is in the explosion of access points into sensitive data, your operational integrity. Um, I mean, think of just the connectivity to people's environment today through mobile, through vendors, through connectivity, through every access point that is afforded through supply chain, um, remote access from employees. When you think of trying to protect everything, that just becomes an unfathomable fast. Nobody's able to protect everything, given all the access points into their environment. So you have to start off by saying what's important. So that really dovetails into what I think is one of the most tactical challenges for organizations today is how do you find signals in the noise? So people have instrumented their environment, you know, this, this far-flung enterprise that people are trying to protect against with all these security devices, mostly different security devices from different type of technology vendors, and they have all of these disparate alerts that are generated, and their teams are left with the task of trying to find out what's important. And that's really such a significant problem that companies found today. Uh, oftentimes, they have 100 times more critical alerts than they have time to deal with. Uh, so they're left with less than roulette odds of picking the right alert that represents the biggest risk to the organization. Uh, so, so that's really a significant challenge that these, these companies face. All right, John, I think that's uh, very astute. And, and, you know, maybe some thoughts about how threat intelligence maybe plays into to helping solve that problem? Yeah, so, so if you think of the former from a strategic perspective, if you, if you say I'm going to try to protect everything, in many cases you protect nothing because it's such a, a, a vast sea of, of access points into your environment. Uh, you're constantly looking for potential ways in rather than actual ways that are being exploited by adversaries. So if you look at your entire environment through a threat intelligence lens, you say, how are adversaries targeting me and my security sector, my type of industry, uh, today and prospectively? And then how can I look at my defenses in, in through that lens? So you can say, I can't protect everything, but I can protect against these 20 known threats that are real challenge to my sector and present real risk to my, my sector. So it really helps you shrink the problem and focus on which parts of your infrastructure are likely to be targeted and can you shore up your defenses and, your, and tune your, your sensing system for threats against that particular access point. So that's one. And then tactically, when you think of finding signals in the noise, I mean, the, the most common utilization of intelligence from an operations perspective is to link alert data from your security technology devices to the actual intelligence repository that links context to those alerts. So you can say, I've got 100 critical alerts. There's 10 matches with known intelligence of threats that exist today against me and my sector. Let me go look at that analysis and make the determination which presents the biggest risk to my business. So linking threat context to those alerts allows you to pick the right alerts to go focus on 
to you know kind of right size the problem to your resources versus trying to grow your resources to the problem, which is just there's there's not enough to go around uh, from that perspective. Great. Um, when you think about sort of disruption and, and changing the current paradigm, you know, what do you see as the biggest opportunities or the biggest areas of focus, um, you know, for CISOs and, and, you know, other practitioners over the next, say, 12 to 18 months? I mean, where, where would you guide them, you know, for the biggest bang for the buck or for the, um, you know, the, the, the solution set or, or the, you know, strategy shifts that they should make, uh, you know, to really uh, see some exponential gains in their defensive capabilities? Yeah, I think for starters, you have to have a baseline. So, you know, if, whether you're a new CISO or you're one that is taking on new responsibilities or really trying to refocus your security efforts, you have to have a start at ground zero. So as a point in time, you have to build a risk register. So here are the current threats that we're up against. Here are the current countermeasures we have to counter those threats. And here's the impact of each of those threats. So you can begin to focus on here's high-impact threats where we have real threat, threat, real threat, current and present danger, and our, our countermeasure, our security controls are insufficient to you know, defend against it. And then you can actually run a threat diagnostic to say, let me go look at all of my raw data inside my environment today and try to map it to a threat repository to build a baseline position of what threats are active against you today. Once you have your active threat register, you can assign impact values, look at your countermeasures through that lens. You now have a baseline position to start from. And at that point in time, you say, how can I drive efficiency in my operations so I can manage more risk per dollar than every other CISO in my sector? Because at the end game, that's really what we're all trying to do is be efficient in these operations, not just throw more money at the problem. In order to do that, you have to not only have intelligence that enables that finding the signal in the noise process, but once you find the signal, you have to have orchestration to allow you to integrate, you know, manage and mitigate threats on a consistent basis efficiently. And the orchestration capabilities that have really been spawned in the last several years in this industry um, effectively automate level one and often cases level two analysts and drive real efficiency in operations where you can manage more risk per dollar and per resource in a way you can still sell, stay lean and stay adaptive and begin to build an adaptive Intel-led security approach. So understand where you're at from a baseline perspective and then drive efficiency in the way you manage risk based on that baseline using orchestration to automate level one, level two analysts. Fantastic stuff, fantastic stuff. So, um, John, you're, you're speaking at the upcoming Cyber Defense Live Summit. You know, without giving away the entire speech, right? I mean, what are some of the things that, you know, if, if I'm in the audience or, you know, for some of our listeners today, if, if you know, if they're in the audience, what should they expect to hear from you? Well, I mean, really is, is the whole notion of what is intelligence-led security, why does it matter, and how can I implement an intelligence-led security program where I can breathe confidence into my executive team that will have longevity out of our investments and know that their investments, whether it's in technology, services, you know, threat prevention platforms, will continuously adapt as the threat environment that we operate in adapts. There's very little similarity to the threat environment we operate today versus 10 years ago or five years ago. Yet you're going and getting dollars from your investment committee to implement programs that should deliver value for three or five years forward. So unless you've got a way to give confidence that you're going to have longevity in that investment and you'll be able to extend the shelf life of that investment over a long period of time, maintaining it, 
at a level that can protect against the then current threats, you're really going to be at a disadvantage and you're constantly going to be shipping out new products, new programs, and you're chasing yesterday's problem versus trying to build a program that can deal with tomorrow's problem um, and continuously update itself. So hopefully the attendees will walk away with a better understanding of what intelligence-led security is and how it can really help them be an efficient steward for their enterprise as they manage risk uh, going forward. John, thank you very much. Glad to take some time with you today. I hope that uh, you guys out there listening are intrigued and that uh, we'll see you all at the upcoming Cyber Defense Live Summit. John, thanks much, and uh, take care. You're welcome. Look forward to it.